0: shared on Jerry Unfiltered is a culmination of over 20 years of personal experiential knowledge and research into the unification of science and consciousness known as quantum morphogenetic physics which is a paradigm shifting disruptive science not taught in the mainstream public educational systems the intention of Jerry Unfiltered is simple to awaken to be aware, and to be able to reclaim the original, perpetual life, celestial human potential. Okay, welcome everyone to Jerry Unfiltered. This is a special edition. Yes, we have this maybe once or twice a year. And today, I'm very excited and very proud to introduce you to Lee Slattery. He is a pro golfer, and he's also our first Russia-sponsored pro athlete. Hey, Lee, how are you?
1: Hi there. How are you? You okay? Yeah, very good. good. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining me and getting through these technical challenges. We have two grown <laughs> men uh, that are successful in life, but we st- still have challenges working through, you know, computer <laughs> and technical challenges. But it's okay. We're we're here. How are you doing, Lee? Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Still cold here, but I've heard it's colder where you are. So right. Yeah. Right. We're getting through the winter. (laughs) Right. And Lee, you're from, uh, for everyone that doesn't know where you're from, you're from, is it Liverpool? Very close to Liverpool. Yeah. A huge, um, soccer
1: Liverpool fan. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's a really nice place to live. Right. Um,
0: Huge football place. Amazing. And, uh, so, Tell me about how long have you been a professional golfer for those that don't know?
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm 44 now. Um, and I turned professional when I was 19. So a oh. long time, right. 25 years. Yeah.
0: Wow. I mean, yeah. you, you don't <laughs> look a day over 35, so. <laughs> <laughs> that <very good. laughs> be the rat's right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, t- so how has your journey your journey your athletic journey like how did how has it evolved from when you first started at 19 just uh
1: yeah i mean it, it was pretty interesting i was I was quite a late learner um, you know i was a good player growing up as a kid mm-hmm. uh, but i was very small so i needed a good short game to compete and and then when i started growing when i was 18 that's when i i came into my own and started winning bigger events uh you know where i live in england right um, and and it and it just went from there really. And and the reason I turned professional so young is because I thought it was a better way to go. I thought I thought I'd learn more quicker. And as it turned out, it was a good decision because I did learn quite a lot early on. Although I didn't play my best golf for a lot of that time, mm-hmm. I still learned a lot early on. So so yeah, it was a good decision.
0: And, and uh what what uh, tours uh have or are you playing on have played on I mean I know there's so many tours but
1: uh... there are so many tours there are honestly I mean I, I always look at it and each tour is a stepping stone and it mm-hmm. and it's very very rare that, that a player turns professional and and somehow within the first year is straight onto the top tour you know mm-hmm. you've, you've almost got to serve your apprentice a little bit Mm -hmm. and I I did it exactly like that you know I I turned pro in in 1999 and and I had to work really hard I kind of knew at that time I needed to improve to become a very good professional so I played the smaller tours early on you know managed to have a little bit of success after maybe a year or two on them Uh, then I did take some time off uh, in the early 2000s because I unfortunately I got a little bit poorly I got glandular fever so I took a year off golf uh, and then when I came back, um, I played mini tours again, played really well on the mini tours. And then that that got me a card on the challenge tour, which is right. the one below the top tour. Um, and then through that, through winning challenge tour, I managed to get a full European tour card. And that's pretty much where I've been my whole career. Um, so it's been a, it's been a, it's been, I've had a really nice career and a, lot, and a long career as well. So I just, I, I don't want it to stop.
0: <laughs> yeah no, we, we never do right absolutely do. I know. well I mean that's that that's amazing and what 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 have you been what have been your inspirations right for you to be where you're at today you know
1: I, I think I think growing up as a kid um you know we there were quite a lot of us. Like my brother was a very good player as well. You could argue he was a better player than I was. Really? Um, you know, he was, a very, he, was, he was a very natural golfer, whereas got I was it. just a hard worker. Right. And the hard work eventually got me through. Uh, but there, there were quite a lot of young children um, around that time that were very, very good. It just seemed that I was the ultra competitive one, the one that just wanted it that little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, which, which I think is why I made it eventually. Uh, there was nothing between us all, but I just worked a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember I remember watching a, a video when I was about eleven years of age, and it was Sevi Ballesteros. I mean, everybody who plays golf has heard of Sevi. Sure, um, he was was such a big name, and and he just inspired me because it, it wasn't the fact that he had a great golf swing. You know, you could argue his swing was a little bit all over the place. It was mm-hmm. his determination and his will to win, and he did it with with such sort of flair and style. You know, and and. You know, and he was the guy that I looked up to, and thought, you know, that's that's who I want to be like. This is the guy, and uh, mm-hmm. because I've always had a little bit of a tan as well, I always felt like, you know, <laughs> we, we were similar in some ways. We both looked a little bit Spanish, um, but but yeah. So so that was it, really. And and from that moment onwards, that's all I ever wanted to do was play golf. So wow,
0: you know, uh, I I remember when we were, you know, we were together. Uh, I don't know when was it we were in the UK together and you were telling me about you know how how different it is for for some kids right from different backgrounds you know uh trying to be professional golfers. You want to talk about you know uh how the process is you know for for children. remember we were talking about that and how some yeah. kids make it and whatever.
1: I, th- I think i mean you know the the big surprise for me was when i when i actually got onto the main tour mm-hmm. um, it was a huge shock to see how many golfers top golfers had actually come from working class backgrounds you know sort of you know lower down the food chain as as such and and it, it did surprise me because people always think of golf as as like a really expensive sport and and you know and it's unless you've got lots of money you can't do it and and, you know, this is why municipal golf courses were, were invented and, and anybody can go on a field and hit some golf balls. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think what happened was I think because all you need is golf balls and clubs and a place to hit balls, you know, these guys wanted it more and were, mm-hmm. were prepared to put in the hours. Right. And I think some of the the wealthier kids maybe had it a little bit too easy where mm-hmm. everything was given to them. and. You know as well as anybody, you know, if you lose a little bit of focus and think, well, if I get all the best equipment and I have all the best coaching and and the balls that I hit on the range are perfect, and you can just lose that little bit of focus. It's almost like you you don't want it as much as that person that has to really strive and work hard and focus hard to try and get to the top. So there was a little bit of that there. And you know, I, I came from a working class background and you know, but I was very fortunate in the people I met along the way and uh, right. I met some some really nice people who 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 could see that i wanted it really badly and and help me and uh, um you know and i I do think there are some good people out there whether they're rich or poor or whatever there there are some good people out there who always want to help you so i was very fortunate
0: wow and just share with us the importance you know i mean you could be you could have a great golf swing right you can have a great you know um you know physically you could be you know ready to to play professional golf but please share with us you know the importance of your mental capability <laughs> in this sport It is
1: you know it is the it's the difference in the end it is the difference uh i mean i i could you know, I could name 30 golfers right now that swing the club better than me. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I've got a bad golf swing. There are just some people out there that have the most perfect golf swings that never actually get there. You know, the, the, there is literally, um, I would say that 90% of golfers, when when I grew up, you know, as, as a kid and playing junior level and, and, you know, teenage years, there were so many children that swung the club so well. But mm-hmm. the, the thing they lacked was not just determination. It was, I don't know, it was, it was It was. the hunger, it was the drive, it was the, you know, and, and I see that as the mental side of the game. I, I just think that, you know, people go on about, you know, he bottled it or he, he you know, he just, he's so bad under pressure. And I, I, I don't really think that exists. I just think you, if you really want it and you're really driven, mm-hmm. you, you can, you break through that barrier, in my opinion. and. And I think when I was a kid, I was always quite good under pressure because I just wanted it more than the person next to me. And I'd do anything to beat that person. So um and I, and I think that was the difference in the end. So from a mental point of view, mm-hmm. yeah, I just wanted it a little bit more and and believed that I could be everybody else. And and so the belief is is a huge thing,
0: no question. Very interesting. Very, very cool. Well, uh so what what has been, you know, up till this point, you know, what besides the drive and the determination, obviously, you know, is there anything specific that you would do? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if there's any mental preparation, like what what kind of mental preparation did you or have you done as an athlete? Or did you do it? You just did you just rely on your, your determination and drive?
1: No, no. I mean, interestingly,
0: I, I worked with uh,
1: a good friend of mine, Lee Crumblecombe. He was a psychologist, and and there, there aren't many psychologists out on tour now. Um, you know, there used to be a few more, but Lee um, has been there for many, many, many years because he's obviously very good at his job, mm-hmm. and um, and and he understands that everybody is different. Uh, What I like to do with Lee, it wasn't so much um, going out on the golf course and and thinking better. I was always quite good at that. You know, I was was quite self-dependent when it came to that. What I wanted from Lee all the time was to put a plan in place um, and set goals for me to achieve, you know, that were achievable so that every day when I walked out of the house, I, I, I had a goal. I had something that I needed to achieve that day. And even if it was a small thing, it would be from day to day week to week month to month year to year it would, and that, that's how i like to do it so that every time i went out on the golf course i was i was always trying to achieve something it might have been with my golf swing it might have been something mentally mm-hmm. part of my routine um, obviously results um but there were never they were never sort of out of reach. You know, I think some guys they they say, you know what, I'm gonna win the US Masters in three years and they've only just turned professional. Now that is a stupid thing to do because <laughs> you could play your best golf ever and and you still wouldn't do it. You still need that little bit of luck along the way. Right. Um so so I just think that my goals, the ones I set, um, were always very, very achievable. And I always tried to smash through them. And then once I'd smashed through them, we would obviously set them a little bit higher again. So I was always striving for something and it was very rare. I didn't reach those goals because like I say, you know, they were, they were achievable and I, and I went sort of about the, you know, the right way of achieving them as well. So, um, so yeah, that, that was a big thing with the psychologist with, with me. It was like I say, it was never, it was never right. I need to be better mentally. It was, um, I always thought I was quite good at that.
0: Right. So you, 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 Took an, a progressive approach to your goals, correct? So it was like step by step, right? So they were step achievable, step, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I you know, I'm, a, I watch a lot of sports, and uh, I've been noticing that they're, you know, whether it's in golf or 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 tennis, uh, professional tennis, the, the sports psychologists are now with the teams, right? So, you know, I've I've just yeah. been watching how. Certain professional athletes with sports psychologists or 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 uh, mentors, right, uh, would do a bit better than say those that didn't have a uh, a you know a sports uh, psychologist or a mentor. I mean, I I was watching the Olympics, you know, yeah. the most recent Olympics, just watching Olympians just melt <laughs> in front of like. <laughs> And I'm not laughing at it. I just think it's just, I I just, I was blown away. Like they were literally quitting right Uh, in front of, you know, millions of people or they were just, I mean, I was just shocked, but you know, I was just, I was just amazed how these athletes, mental preparation just went out the window. I, I, for the life of me, Lee, I couldn't, I couldn't figure that out.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? I, th- I think when the pressure becomes becomes that much um, your, your mind can't change, you know it, it makes you do silly things you know, and, and I, I remember I'll give you one sort of instance where I was coming down the stretch in, you know, trying to win my first event on the DP World Tour and it was in Madrid mm-hmm. and I'd been in control all week I'd played some beautiful golf, I'd only missed four greens in regulation all week and I'd by far played the best golf of anybody um, and I'd I'd managed to to pass the world number one at that point. He was playing in the field, and and I just thought, you know, this is so easy. You know, how is it this easy to win a tournament? That's what I'm thinking. Coming down the last hole with a three shot lead, and then a camera is put into my face straight away. And and I don't know why I did this, but I just looked at it and just went, "Mom, Dad, you know, thanks for everything." You know, and I, and I started to to become quite emotional. And at mm-hmm. that point, I switched off. Um, and, and lost my focus because it all became about emotion. And, mm. and I, I got over the line, luckily, by one shot, um, and I had to hold like a three-footer on the last hole. And and I can remember shutting my eyes to hold the putt because I thought if I, if I keep my eyes open, I'm going to miss this. So I shut my eyes, hit the putt, and it went in. And that was it. And I remember coming off and, and thinking, if you just lose that focus for one split second or it becomes a little bit too much, your brain is just battered. It, it doesn't know what to do. Right. And, and I honestly didn't know how to cope with it. You know, when you think the 71 holes that week, I was fully in control. And then on that last hole, when it really mattered, I lost control just from one little incident. So it is very fragile. I think the, mental side of the game is so fragile and uh, you know if you haven't got the tools to cope with it you, you just melts. yeah you, <laughs> you do have meltdowns no question about it
0: i mean i felt so i felt horrible for these athletes but you know let's let's bring it over to the the russia now that you are a russia guardian um how do you has the russia helped you at all uh, with your game <laughs> You know, it, it absolutely has. I mean,
1: um, it's obviously for everybody over, over COVID, it's been quite a tricky time. And I've had a lot of time off. You know, we haven't been playing as many events. And so it, it has given me a chance to to explore and do something a little bit different. And I, I feel like, I mean, I, I use it quite a lot now and mm-hmm. I, I feel awake a lot more, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I mean, I, I I don't really drink anyway, so that's one good thing, I suppose, for anybody. You know, if you don't right. drink alcohol or anything, that's great. But uh, but certainly, having speaking to you, I drink a lot more water now. That's for sure. You know, <laughs> um, but but I, but I do feel like when when I have a Rasta session, I come off it. I just feel awake, and and it, it almost like I I do it mostly in the morning uh, mm-hmm. before I do anything, and it just kind of sets me up for the day, and it, it keeps energy levels up, keeps my focus up, and it's incredible you know the more I've done it the more I have felt like that so I, I just feel like I, I can get more out of my game and there are settings on it as well I've always had like just niggly injuries inflammation you know back pain wrist pain it's all gone and I mean it's it's quite incredible really you know that the more I've I've gone through these settings and, and I've, I've used these these frequencies Mm-hmm. um it's just it's helped so much and and i do actually feel 10 years younger now than i did two <laughs> years ago so it's it's hugely helped
0: yeah, massively fantastic and uh have, how, how about your family have Have you got the uh, family on it yet or are they still <laughs> my, my wife absolutely loves it i mean
1: she's she's one of the busiest people i know she has about four jobs on the go at any one given time and right if she gets a chance to use it and she finds an hour in the day, she she's straight on it because she knows when she comes off it, you know, if she's any little, little bits of anxiety or she just feels a little bit stressed out. Right. Or even if the children have kept her up at night or it could be anything, it just it seems to just fix it all for her and she comes oh. off and she feels she feels new again. So <laughs> yeah, she she loves it, absolutely loves it. Yeah.
0: Fantastic, fantastic how about the kids? Have they gone on it yet? Or are they yeah, still I, I put-
1: do you know? Do you know? That, I mean, this is a, a really interesting one because our little boy, um, ever, ever since he's been at school, he's had like these little ticks, you know, where he he has like little coughs or you mm-hmm. know he touches, you know, it just strange little things. And anyway, he had this cough for a little while, and it was just like a nervous cough. And he's he's a lovely boy and he does really well at school, and uh, but he just had this little nervous cough. And I said, do you know, I'm, I'm going to put him on the rash here and give him a few sessions and mm-hmm. see what happens. And three sessions in, gone. And I can honestly I, I can honestly tell you, I can sit here now and tell you that after three sessions, he's he's never coughed since. He's never had a nervous cough since. He's been poorly a couple of times where obviously he's coughed a little bit, but he he lost these little ticks that he had that just seemed to have disappeared. So mm. you know, even for an eight year old, it's it's you know very beneficial. So
0: yeah. yeah, you know, it's um it's interesting because when whenever we have and i've seen this whenever anyone has or had any type of you know whether you call it a tick or a cough or, or some type of 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 involuntary action that was due to say anxiety or stress that gets uh literally removed you know because you know the rasha does help someone uh relax uh, massively so you know that's well that's good i'm i'm glad to hear that your family lees is getting a benefit of it how
1: about yeah
0: um what are your goals you know moving forward uh as a professional athlete and as a family man what are your goals moving forward uh this year in 2023 gosh man. i know it's madness isn't it i know i know well I, i think at the moment um
1: I think just just finding somewhere where I can play a lot of golf. I think over the last few years um I've just not played enough golf and that's been quite tricky for me because I I do practice a lot. I work so hard on my game and and you know when you spend so much time at home and you don't feel like you're playing enough golf you, mm-hmm. you could arguably practice too much or, or maybe do too much work at home but I I just can't sit. I mean I I very rarely watch television. Mm-hmm. Um you know I'm one of these people that, that Feels like if I watch television, I'm doing something wrong. So I'll end up going to the gym. I'll end up, you know, going on the rusher. I'll I'll end up doing something just to fill in that time because it's. I feel like it's the right thing to do. And I, and I get most of my joy out of my family. You know, right. spending time with family. And you know, when they when the kids come in and you know they ask me to do something with them, then that's where I get my enjoyment. So, um, mm. so I I don't need the television. Don't get me wrong. Every now and again, I might watch the golf or watch something, but. Um, but I think yeah going into this year I think play as much as I can you know Mm -hmm. keep my hand in although I am 44 I think because I work so hard on keeping fit and and uh, and just living a healthy lifestyle I don't feel 44 you know my my body certainly hasn't broken down or anything like that so the more I can play this year the better and even if it means dropping to a lower level I'll just keep on playing um and then you know from there if if For any reason things didn't work out i had to take another path it Mm -hmm. would be i've always said that i would like to help others you know i would always like to you know i've been very fortunate in my life to have people help me and put me on the right path Mm -hmm. and i just don't think there are many people that have have been out on the main tour for so long that could give the advice that i could give to to golfers coming through at a high level and just to give them that little bit extra you know like there are a lot of good coaches around and there's a lot of good psychologists about, but because I've worked with all of them and I've been out there for a long time, I kind of know what it takes to be out there. And um, and I just think there's there's a small market for, for you know, passing that advice on to, to young players with a lot of talent. And I feel like that would be an obvious path for me at some point. Uh, but if not, yeah, just in general, just helping people improve and, um in any way i can really i think that's that's something i would like to do
0: yeah i know I, re- I remember i remember when we were together with your brother craig you were you were telling me about you know some of your goals for the for the post perhaps uh professional go- uh, tour level and uh you know you were mentioning about uh, some you know you wanted to do something with with uh, you know kids and 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 golfers coming up on the on the tour to help them so i think that's an amazing Amazing uh, intention. So uh, yeah, and if anything, we would love to you know help you achieve that. All right. So yeah, yeah if we can do anything absolutely. to help, yeah. Do you have any yeah, questions absolutely. for me? Do you have any? Well, any? I just
1: like yeah, I'd, I'd just like a piece <laughs> of your brain. I'd just like to get into your brain and <laughs> <laughs> understand it totally. I mean, the, there are so many questions on on using the Russia in general. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I speak to Craig a lot and, you know, my brother and he understands how it all works and, um, and, and just, um, you know, when I go on it and I, I, I try and picture, you know, what, what I want in life. And, um, it, it mainly is mainly happy thoughts. It's mainly like, I just want to see my family be happy. And, um, I always think about maybe, maybe living in a place where it's sunny all year round. And there's, there's lots of things that I think about when I go on the Russia right. and, um, you know but the, i think the one thing i would like to learn more about is is the power of the breathing and and you know through which parts of the body yeah. um, certain thoughts need to progress through and, and and you know that from that side of things um i think that's that's something i could probably do a little bit
0: better so well i'll take you through a, a quick it, it's a breathing uh, technique that has to do with organic materialization meaning So what we do is we, you know, we close our eyes and we, we center here on the thymus gland at the thymus. So there, there are key points, right? Thymus is right, right here. And and what you would do, whatever it is that you wanted to materialize, because it's not about manifestation. Lee, you can, people can manifest till the stars burn out, but it doesn't mean that they're going to materialize that, which they want to create. Right. So, at the thymus gland, you would hold the feeling, not the thought, the feeling of gratitude, of already having whatever it is that you wanted to materialize. So let's just say you want to materialize at some point in your life a, a charity, a school, a training for kids and and the youth uh young adults coming up that want to play on the tour right that would be let's just say that would be your your goal right so you would hold the feeling of being thankful of already having them years and years in the future right so what would that feel like right and you would breathe right a six pointed breath and and it's tricky because people are like well how, how can you breathe a six pointed breath if you breathe through your no- your nose right but but <laughs> it's the, but it's the intention of breathing uh from the front of your body from the back of your body left right up and down so there's six directions and these six directions have to do with future in the in the uh in the front past right and then left, right, and top and bottom are other, let's say, probabilities, right? So you just breathe in. You just breathe in through your nostrils, and you breathe in six directions, front, back, left, right, up, and down. From here, thymus gland, right? Yeah. yeah. So you, you would breathe that way, right? Just And just if you don't know how to do it, just intend it, and it'll happen. So from the thymus gland, you have that feeling, right? You would inhale. And you'd send that feeling of gratitude to your, to the tailbone, which is your coccyx, right? It's the coccyx bond. Yeah. So you'd send the feeling of gratitude of already of materializing. What would it feel like to have that school, that charity, right? To help all of these kids, right? That feeling you send to your, to your tailbone. From there, you would inhale, right? Six pointed breath from your, from your coccyx. And then you would bring it up to your spleen area to those. So it's the left side of your body just below like the, your, your lower rib cage. Right. And yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and in the spleen, according to traditional Chinese medicine, you know, when people have, let's say uh, cancer of the spleen or any type of disease of the spleen, traditional Chinese medicine says that it's, it is due to distorted and chaotic thoughts. Right. So the right. Okay. So, so the spleen is connected with thoughts. So that's where that that feeling of whatever it is that you're grateful for becomes a thought. Right. So most people yeah. are like, okay, well, I thought thoughts were in the brain. Well, we're getting to that. So you would inhale from your spleen and you would exhale it to the center of your brain. You so you you would bring it from the thymus to the coccyx. To the spleen and then back up to your brain, your pineal gland, and that's where you would seed whatever it is that you want to materialize. Amazing! I mean, that's that's incredible. Yeah. And just try fantastic. it, yeah, just try it. You know, it doesn't take doesn't take too long. You know, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else that that you want to touch on before we, you know, we? And I really, I am so grateful that you, you took time out of your busy schedule. I know that you are were-
1: No, no. Well, you too. Um, but I, I, I think the one thing that people don't realize is is when um, when you're a top athlete, the amount of pressure that is on you. And, and I see it all the time. And and I've heard of guys on on the DP World Tour being on an antidepressants because you know and, and the public don't really see this, you know. You travel all over the world. Um, you know, you, there's a lot of flying. I mean, I worked out the other day that I've I've flown, I think it's just over two thousand times. um You know, in my life so far, and the majority of that is like long haul flights as well. So we fly a lot. We stay in hotels. You know, you're kind of on your own a lot, mm-hmm. and even with a team around you, that team is there. To make you work, so you you're constantly working the minute you get up in the morning to the minute you sleep at night, Mm -hmm. and the only free time you get really is to have some food. and um, And I think some guys obviously handle it better than others. I've always been quite an insular person, so I've been able to practice on my own and and just go about business on my own. I, I found it quite easy, but some guys don't. You know, some guys need a lot of people around them, and and you see them getting a little bit depressed, and then the anxiety kicks in and and um and I, I think from a, a Russia point of view, that is where the golfers I think will will benefit the most. I think you know, you you see so many talented players, like there's a there's a guy on tour called Victor de Boisson, who's a French player, and you know, again the golfers out there will know him because he's so talented. You know, this guy should be a top ten player in the world, you know, even currently now. The guy's played in tournaments and walked in off the golf course he's he's arrived there on the tuesday and then just gone home on the wednesday before the tournament starts because he he just doesn't enjoy it you know the guy's got all the talent in the world but everything else is too much for him he just likes to go home and fish and see his family and and that's kind of it so i think i think that's where it could come into its own a little bit more i think there there are more guys out there in the sports world that suffer from depression anxiety than than people actually know and, and although it is a great sport, and don't get me wrong, I've loved every single minute of it, as most people do. Some guys do struggle with it, um, you know, and, and and when you think as well, I mean, this is a, a really interesting statistic, is a guy that either gets his card through the challenge tour, which is obviously the tour below. So he gets a full card or he gets a card at the tour school, which is another way of getting in through, you know, weeks and weeks of playing some really good golf. And, um, if they keep their card in the, in the very first year on the tour, which basically means they're good enough to play on the tour, they still will only have a five-year lifespan of playing golf on the DP World Tour on average. Wow. So there aren't many guys get a tour card, stay on tour, mm-hmm. and become these great players. So the ones we see on the TV, like your Garcia's, your Rory McElroy's, all these other guys, they're very, very special golfers. And the fact I was out there for 19 years playing on the tour, um, it's it's a huge achievement just to be out there that long because th- there aren't many th- that do that. You see thousands go by the wayside and then they have to do something else. So they dedicate their whole life from being a junior to get onto the main tour. And then when you get there, it's really, really tough. So the pressures are absolutely enormous just to just to stay on the tour. So that's something that people don't see. So I, th- I think the ratio will really help with that
0: well i'm i can i'm very proud to say you are the only professional golfer out there you know at this moment and and you know 19 years is a huge accomplishment so so bravo to you lee for 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 your longevity and uh you know we we just intend that you you know you do an amazing amazing you know uh rest of your you know play for however long you play right and uh, yeah, at when when you're ready to to go into that uh, next step in your life, I'd I'd love to be there to assist you as well.
1: I, I I think we'll be friends for life now anyway, so I won't worry too much about that. So, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm I'm excited, you know, because I, I think having experienced this already, having experienced the Rasher, and I've seen what it can do um i just think it, it's an in, it's incredible i mean it really is incredible you know right i'm not just i'm not just saying that it's it's a seriously seriously impressive you know tool and um yeah and i'm i feel very fortunate and can't thank you enough for letting me become this ambassador this uh you know this this first per- the first sports person um you know that uh, has actually been able to use it and um and to be a guardian and actually have one is um yeah, I mean, I feel very blessed. So thank you very much for, for looking after
0: well, me. Well, yeah. thank yeah. you. Thank you, my friend. And um, I just want to thank you for being here. I want to thank everyone for joining us here for our Jerry Unfiltered Special Edition with professional golfer, Lee Slattery. Thank you, Lee. Uh, and uh, I'll see you soon, okay? I will do. Look forward to it. Thank you. Okay.